Our coverage starts at 7 a.m. We say hello to kick off Hour 2 of the Plank Show to our buddy Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Okay, Lee, before we get to picks, two college football issues I want to ask you about. Sure. Uh, number, number one, what have you made of this mess around Michigan right now, the sign stealing and all these accusations? I asked it in the hour one, hey, is, is this a big deal for most people? It, I, I feel like it's only a big deal if you hate Michigan, but in that same vein, it is against the rules. What have you made of the reaction, and what do you think the penalty is going to be for this? Well, there, if there's smoke, there's usually fire. Uh, a lot of college coaches, uh, <laughs> a lot. Uh, they won't tell you this, but if they ain't cheating, they ain't trying. We've heard that saying before, and I, I think that, they broke the rules. Most college is break the rules. I mean, a lot of times, unknowingly, you know, they they don't realize, you know, whether it's the date they can text the guy or how you can contact or who you can contact. But I don't think he's such a great guy, you know. And I could care less for against Michigan, no alliance there. So um, the penalty. Probably going to get a lot more than four games. Probably going to get hit hard. Um, Agreed. I, I just don't I know how they're going to do it. I don't. I don't know how you can. Can you suspend a guy for a year? Probably not. But it's got to be something substantial. So I just don't know what they're going to do. Here's something maybe more important. College football. This would have been the year for college football twelve team playoff. I think oh. we're going to see the craziest things happen. I mean. Oklahoma can run the table, I think, and possibly, if things break, even lose the Big 12 championship game and get in. The Pac-12 could end up with two teams in. So could the Big 10. I think there's a shot that the SEC now with Brock Bowers maybe being done for the year, they may not even end up with a team in the championship this year. Yeah, that, and that was going to be my second question to you. No. You know, I know – well, well, no, it, it fit in perfect on Brock Bowers. Lee, you're a former football player. You played co- collegiately. I mean, when you think about what we're doing now, this uh, right. the surgery for Brock Bowers, it what, right. cuts off a week or two, and, and Alabama's a big believer. And they were, and obviously now Kirby's carried that over to Georgia. How big of a loss is that for the Bulldogs going forward when you lose your most important weapon, it seems? He might be the best player in college football. He's he's almost unguardable. So, I mean, he's like almost he's the size of like a Gronk, but faster. College football. I mean, you can't you can't guard him with a single person. There's no safety that has the size to guard him. You have some with the speed, but I think you're you're maybe we'll see some different coverages for a guy like that. If he comes back, you almost have to bracket him. He's a beast, man. And now yep. they'll be without him for four to six, so we'll see how that affects him. All right, yep. ParamountSports.com, Lee Sterling. All right, let's dive into the yep. picks this week. And you know what? I, um, I, I will say, it's to me, it's a fascinating weekend in college football. Yep. Uh, it, it's I, 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 We always try to put names on things, right? There's moving day. There's things right. uh, There's things that you got to but, – but this weekend I really truly believe it. You have one of the monster matchups in Ohio right. State and Penn State. A lot of our guys here have jumped on Penn State. What do you think about this matchup come Saturday? So I've generally gone with Ohio State, and they're just more talented up front. This is the first year. Watch their offensive line. Just go to, like, a YouTube, anyone. Watch – their game against Notre Dame. And Notre Dame is okay. They're above average, but not a top 10, top 15 team, in my opinion. So 
except for that last drive. They couldn't do anything. Even Kyle McCord, he only completed 56% of his passes for 6.5 yards per attempt. Their offensive line was not holding their blocks and not making blocks on the second level. You usually see their running backs, and they play bad teams, and sometimes against good teams. You will see those linemen reach 6, 8, 10 yards downfield, and they're blocking linebackers. They're blocking DBs, and that's how they get those 50, 60, 70-yard touchdown runs. I don't think you're going to see it against Penn State, which is number one or number two in almost every major statistical defensive category. The one team that Penn State played that's pretty good, Iowa, they annihilated them. 31 nothing. That streak of losing 9 out of 10 comes to an end. Wrong team favored. Penn State outright here with revenge. 31-24. This, uh, boy, that'd be a shakeup in the, the Big Ten East. That'd be pretty interesting. This in the Big 12 is uh, an intriguing matchup. West Virginia emotionally, how do they handle the Hail Mary loss? Oklahoma State's playing good football all of a sudden. West Virginia favored by seven. What do you think? Mountaineers, Cowboys. Be interesting to watch what happens. Now, Boise State had that happen to them against Colorado State last week. But coming back in one weekend, I really thought if they win that game, and they probably should have won the game, they were the better team last week, even though they had to come back on the fourth and ten to take the lead. They're looking at maybe an eight or nine, ten win season. I mean, it was they were rolling here. Their quarterback was on fire. They always have a pretty good running game, but now all of a sudden he's going. I think it takes a lot out of the team. This Oklahoma State team, you look at all the parts and you're just not impressed. But sometimes a team starts believing in themselves. I think now's the time uh, to keep riding here, Oklahoma State. One more week, they're going to have trouble against real talented teams, but. Against West Virginia, I think they're going to find a way here. I like Oklahoma State here, 27-23. We've seen that spread move around a little bit. It's a big yep. number for the Sooners Saturday morning, 11 a.m. against UCF. Uh, John Rice Plumley is back as the starting quarterback for UCF. Um, Oklahoma's defense has played really well off the bye week. What do you make of the Sooners at home against UCF? So, John Rice Plumley, when he's healthy, he has almost no chance to play at the NFL unless he switches positions. But when he's healthy, he is a tough out. He can run. He runs like 75% of the time, it seems like, when he drops back to pass. But it looks like he's going to be playing with a leg brace. And I think he's at best 80%, 85%. I think that they're going to be limited. And Dylan Gabriel should continue to play well here against a UCF defense that he knows. And how bad has the UCF defense been? They've given up 51, 36, 44 points, three straight losses. Their defense ranks 53rd in rush, 93rd, sorry, 93rd in rush D, 106th in time on the field, and 99th in plays faced here. They're just not talented here. The OUD number two in interceptions, eighth in turnovers here. Um, both teams playing hurry up, favors Oklahoma. Romper room special. Sooners 56-26. I like it. I like it a lot, as uh, does the listening audience. Leah, we know you've got ties to the Miami Hurricanes program. Are you a Dolphins fan? Do you have an NFL allegiance? So, we started going as a family to the Dolphins games when they came in 66. In fact, we had a group of our neighborhood that my dad put together. We had Four rows of six tickets. So we had all our neighbors together and have been going to games since 1966. So I was three and a half years old 
started going to games. I probably got 25, 30 programs from the late 60s, early 60s, so early 70s. So uh, still a big fan, and I, I actually love the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to be one of the top three or four teams in the NFL, but not just yet. Here's why. Armstead, their best offensive lineman, still out. A-chain, he'll be out with Armstead another two, three weeks. Jalen Ramsey, everyone forgets about him. He could be back next week, as will slot corner Nick Needham. Four very important players. Philly is coming off a loss. I think if the Dolphins had faced them and they had won that game, I think Miami might have been able to catch them. But uh, after losing, they still haven't played their A or B game since the Super Bowl. They're the number one run defense here. It's going to be cold. It hasn't been below 75 degrees in a day here in the last six months. Weather is going to be low 40s, 15 to 20 mile an hour winds here. And the Eagles, number two in time of possession at over 34 minutes per game. That's how you play keep away from the Dolphins' offense. Hate to say it, Eagles 35-28. And then finally, Lee, ParamountSports.com. you got a free play, and it involves Josh Helmer's Iowa Hawkeyes. How can people get your free play, <laughs> Iowa, Minnesota? Big game here. We might see our first 3-2 to two final in a long, long time. Oh, so. baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, they want to get this game for free. I have a very strong opinion on the game. Be one of the first five callers. Call 800-400-9741. Again, the number, 800-400-9741. We're 54-30-2 on the year. We've won six out of seven weeks. You want to hop on board? How about this? You can get Saturday's games, seven big selections, $77. Sunday, five for 55. Also, the UFC, uh, they return from Abu Dhabi at 9 a.m. in the morning, your time, Five selections, $55. Check it out, ParamountSports.com. Great stuff. Thanks, Lee. We appreciate your time, man. That's Lee Sterling. He's with us every single Saturday right here on The Ref. Now, speaking of our game day coverage, here's what we have for you come Saturday. The Windy Chevy pregame show starts at 7 a.m. I'll be live at Void Street Ventures. Tyler will join me as soon as I wrap or We'll hang out as soon as I wrap up. Uh, Teddy and Toby will be over at Balfour of Norman. Then, of course, Steely will slide in. That's right there on Campus Corner. And I I dig the graphic that old Trav just put out on Twitter.com. It got me thinking about it. The postgame show, which is usually rolling even after we get off the air, for the network postgame show at O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill right there in the heart of Campus Corner. We've got Sooner football covered not just for the next two hours and we're on the air, but also all day long Saturday starting at 7 a.m. Do you believe 3-2 uh, to two could be a final score, Josh, come Saturday between Iowa and Minnesota? I'm not going to totally rule it out, but typically Iowa's <laughs> the one registering the safeties. So maybe 4-3 uh, would be a more likely final. Ah, good stuff. All right, quick break when we come back. There's uh, there's some good buzz building, some good buzz building about a coach that Oklahoma fans feel some sort of way about and his future. We'll take a look at that next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Do you want to hit a couple of text messages here, Josh Helmer? I think this might be a good time to catch up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I would love to hear a couple of text messages. You know that? Uh, I would too. 918 writes, 
not old enough to remember, but does Brent's culture change that he brought feel similar to how Bob turned the program around when he first coached at OU? What do you think, Josh? Well, does what we're seeing from 22 to 23 seem similar to 99-2000? There's definitely a big-time culture shift going on with Oklahoma and emphasis defensively. The program is its definitely shape-shifting in a positive direction for OU. I didn't live that as closely as you lived it, being in media and, and you know, <laughs> being an adult, right, at right, that point right, right, time right, for yeah, Bob I was... Stoops. So I would defer to you a little bit. My, my initial response would be, no, it's not the same because you were coming out of so many years of bad football for Oklahoma that that transformation with Bob Stoops, it just was different. This was one down year, and, yes, the defensive transformation that's happening is significant right now for Oklahoma. But OU's been winning big for a quarter century right now, save for for one one down year a year ago. So I do think there's some key differences, and yet, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to the idea that Oklahoma's undergoing a transformation, certainly a cultural transformation in the program. I and and I think not. And this is not to diminish anything that's that's happened over the last couple of years, but I think it, it was going to be necessary with the move that was being made starting in twenty twenty four. Right? You realized, okay, we we've got to do some things differently to compete against the Georgias, Alabamas, LSU's of the world, and I think you've seen. I think we could do a whole show on on just the the way that that was approached early on in the Brent Venables era and how, for some people, I think that had been here for a long time. And Coach Venables talked about it a lot last year. I mean, a lot. You heard the, the strip it to the studs, right? Every single week. He's like, I was stripping it back down to the studs. You heard it every week, dude. And, A, you're not hearing that this year because they're rebuilding. And, number two, I think it was – Maybe in some ways it, it, it got frustrating to a lot of people involved because it was, you're telling us this isn't right, and we've been to the playoffs, you know, three times already, four times already, whatever it is, but Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and Clemson, yeah, four times already. So I, I think that was tough. But I think now that Oklahoma emerged from that, you do see those similarities. And here's the, here's the thing. I, I don't think it's a straight-up comparison. Obviously, there's intricacies and, and nuances of it. But the nuances of it are so wild because, if again, I could spend hours on this. I'm fascinated by it, Josh. Where Bob Stoops did something so different with what he had offensively in a Power 5 conference, bringing in Mike Leach. And I know, you know, at Kentucky had started doing it with the air raid. But teams weren't doing it. You know, we joked about Gus Malzahn the other day whenever he went to Arkansas. That was like 06. I mean, they were calling him high school. And Frank Broyles was always like, an offense like this will never work in the SEC. And now everyone's doing it. So, you know, Bob Stoops made a big jump like that. I think, you know, and what Brent Venables has done in, you know, not being afraid to talk about analytics and where the the game is headed from that perspective. I think it's been fast. EPA matters a lot to Brent Venables. So that's a lot on a, a very good question, but I think there are a lot of familiarities. That's, that's a great point that you bring up with Bob Stoops and, and diving into the well that was the How Mummy coaching tree. Right. And, and doing that at a place like Oklahoma, like that's fine. That can happen at Texas Tech down the road sure. as it did 
But a place like OU, uh, I don't know about that, right? There was sort of that – there was a stigma attached to it. And even beyond college football in Oklahoma, I mean, think about how long it took the NFL to yeah. to go the direction now that now the NFL and college games mirror each other in a lot of ways. Like mobile quarterback was this thing – before Michael Vick, you didn't do it, right? You couldn't do it right, in the National right. Football League. So a lot of that, those cultural stigmas to sort of the systems that you needed to run, you wouldn't see that happen. Uh, here's uh, Joe and Tulsa sent this a couple of times. So I, and I and we've been asked this a lot as we focus from like a, a culture slash where the program is conversation to a. All right, what, what what are we doing? Where are we going? Jones also writes, Tawi is a great number two or three as a complimentary back, but I don't think he's a game changer. It would be nice having him in the fourth quarter when the defense is worn down. If Sawchuck and Barnes are still hurt, should Hicks and Smothers get a shot? Also, with Barnes, Sawchuck, Hicks, Tawi, plus three backs coming in, how many current guys could transfer? Personally, I like Sawchuck the best, and I hope he's a breakout player in the second half. You know, one thing, I feel like running backs become a very tired saga slash question for Sooner fans in the running game. And we spent, what would you say, Josh, most of Monday's show on it? Just kind of thinking about over the weekend and taking inventory of things. But to me, I thought Brent Venables, you know, what he said about what he said about Javante Barnes on Monday wasn't necessarily the most encouraging thing. And, again, that's not about anything other than just the injury, right? Whatever he's dealing with it, if it's still fallout from the foot injury or whatever it is, I mean, he's it's become one apparent thing. He's, he's struggling with it. And, sure, we've seen him, right? And I think Travis and I talked about this uh, about, a month, about a month ago now. But you would see him and say the – you would see him in a game like Arkansas State, and then you wouldn't see him. Then you'd see him in a game like Tulsa, and then you wouldn't see him. You know, and I just I wonder if it's a process that he's struggling and just trying to get back. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think also with Tommy Walker, it's like, well, what more do you need to see? Is kind of like my world. I mean, do you, I mean, Adrian Peterson's not walking through that door, but I, I like this team can win a title with Tommy Walker as its number one back. But I think it win a Big Twelve title. I mean. National title? I mean, let's see. I mean, who knows? But, I mean, I, I feel like Tawi's more than capable. Yeah, and, and I would argue he hasn't really been given a fair shake to be that guy yet. I don't know that anybody has. All right, before we break and before we talk to Scott and the crew here at Burn Boot Camp, before we uh, hear from our buddy David Goodspeed on an OEC Fiber Football Friday, Let's get a call in here. Riverwind Casino jackpot line. What's going on, True Sooner? How are you, man? Doing great, man. I was kind of re- re- piggybacking on that uh, caller or the texter that was talking about how are, are things the same. They are, to me, somebody that's lived it, you know, for 45 years, uh, 50 years, they are the same in a lot of ways as far as, like, when, when Brent brings up transactional, and I and I don't know what the word he uses for his side relational uh, instead work. of transaction Rela- right right that part of it really blatantly and, and when i first heard those terms last year i thought okay this is just more you know cool anecdotes by 
uh, you know, by coach. But he, he really believes it, though. He really believes that they're living it. It's Stoops did the same thing. Now, let me tell you, uh, I feel like Brent is on a whole different level, even from Stoops, as far as relational go. And maybe, maybe I don't, you know, just from a fan, maybe I don't understand that. Maybe it's not, but it does seem like that he really gives them some hard love and, and, you know, and, and then turns around and, and says, hey, great job or whatever. But it does seem like as far as the defense, tough love, as far as the defense goes, uh, it's, it's a lot like it was in 2000 as far as just the way they kind of cover things and as, as meticulous as they are uh, on everything. So it does, as far as the offense goes, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could, I guess you could compare this team a lot to the Heupel teams early Heupel teams as far as Heupel and, and Gabriel goes. But, but yeah, for somebody that's lived it, that's a, that's a really good – and you got to realize, discipline, I mean, Lincoln Riley's teams, they weren't the most disciplined teams in the world, kind of like John Blake's teams. I mean, I'm not trying to compare the two as far as the wins and losses, but, I mean, we had guys running around getting, you know, on the edge of getting personal fouls. You know, you know Mookie comes to mind, Mookie. Um, so anyway, so I just I feel like the discipline part of it is there also. Can't disagree. Thanks for the phone call. Um, it's funny because I I was going to bring up a Lincoln Riley story. Do you see the latest? Uh, and, and he since True mentioned it, it just reminded me. Uh, did you see this report from According the Chicago to, Bears or about yes. the Bears? Yeah. Yes, yes. It's, it's not even really a report, though, is it? I mean, isn't it more just Dan Patrick saying, hey, this could happen if you want it to happen? Uh, and I guess it came via Scott Wolf of Inside USC. Quote, in NFL coaching circles, the talk is that Lincoln Riley is putting out feelers about taking a job in the NFL next season. To be clear, this chatter was going around last week and has nothing to do with USC's loss to Notre Dame. The word is Riley would be open to an NFL job if he could follow Caleb Williams to the same franchise. If the Bears had the number one pick, it would probably be ideal for this theory. And, again, I didn't know that it was Dan Patrick referencing that report. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Interesting. So that's a legitimate report then. Uh, I that, guess so. That's interesting and not altogether shocking, though, is it? I mean, we, no. we had sort of <laughs> – you, I, everybody had sort of theorized, hey, this would be the time to get out while the, the getting's good, right? If you could attach yourself to Caleb Williams and start an NFL head coaching career. But, again, that's going to depend upon Chicago or right. whoever's saying, yeah, we want Lincoln Riley as the head coach. They might not. Absolutely. All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, Scott's going to join us from here at Burn Boot Camp. Uh, David Goodspeed's on location today. He's slated to join us. As well, uh, we'll continue with your thoughts on OU-UCF and also uh, the top five stories today. All around the corner on an OEC Fiber Football Friday on the ref. All right, it's an OEC Fiber Football Friday. We're going to welcome in David Goodspeed here in just a second, but I wanted to lay the foundation for where we are. We're at Burn Boot Camp, and we're pumped to be joined by Scott and Casey Christian, husband-wife team that are among the ownership group. And grinding away, Scott, thanks for having us out, Casey. Thanks for having us out today. Yeah, thanks for being here. The party's going on in there, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of like being at a club every day for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, real quick, kind of take me through uh, the, the genesis of this, the idea, what brought you guys to Robinson Crossings and 
kind of planted the idea of this? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, uh, health has been really an integral part of our family, especially at a young age. I lost my dad, and, and we really wanted to make sure that that is a uh, foundation that we have for our kids. And uh, my wife, beautiful wife, has been uh, a trainer uh, for a long time and, and really had a desire to either own or uh, be a, a big part of a, a, a gym someday. And uh, in the heart of COVID, uh, it just kind of fell into our lap a little bit. And we have a, a great partner in uh, Nick and Alicia Jones that really have become uh, one of our uh, best friends. And so they uh, approached us, uh, actually uh, me first, and then I threw the idea to Casey. And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> Why not buy a gym in the middle of COVID? That's that, really that was, smart. He's the first thing <laughs> he told me that. I was cracking up. And for you, uh, Casey, you, you've been in the athletic training, the, well, I guess I should say the physical training business for a majority of your career, right? Yeah, so I was a stay-at-home mom for a long time. And then um, I started at the Y just very part-time teaching group fitness and then I moved into some personal training and they approached me to be a trainer here so I was only here a couple days a week just as a part-time trainer and then like he said everything just kind of fell into place for us to move into ownership and now burn is just a huge part of our life it's awesome yeah. I, I will say I did try to go in the wrong door over there earlier yeah, today which that, was, we get that a lot yeah sorry about that <laughs> but it's a great location and we welcome in uh, the man who makes our OEC fiber football Fridays possible David Goodspeed spent an hour with David earlier this week David, you, uh, you're a workout warrior. Have you been here yet to work out a burn boot camp or what? Well, no, I heard that they don't have 125 pounds to do some curls on, so I'm kind of staying away. I can still get you with some 70s. Don't worry. <laughs> How's, it going? Well, How's know, it going on a Friday, Dave? It's going great, man. Just looking forward to uh, – Josh and I were talking about that. Looking forward to some football, man. This is, this is going to be a big, pivotal weekend for a lot of teams, uh, college and NFL, but especially college. This is this is where this is where it all starts, I think. Notice he said uh, NFL, Scott. He's trying to get to the Rams talk oh, right away, isn't he? Geez, he really is, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tried to segue to the Rams before we even got out of the first segment. But uh, we're all OU fans, right, Scott? You're a big OU fan? Uh, season ticket holder, big, huge OU fan, grew up um, going his, his... His dad did the line judge stuff. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was a chain gang guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? And that's really uh, what got me integrated into uh, uh, OU football. He would be able to bring me down and on the field and interact with everybody. So, yeah, huge, huge OU fan. Isn't it amazing now that that's a technological thing that still hasn't advanced in football? It's still the chain gang. It's <laughs> yes. still going out in the chain gang. Hey, speaking of technological advances, David, can you just kind of take us through the footprint here and how OEC Fiber has been able to make such a difference in this area? I mean, we're not too far from Brookhaven, Robinson Crossings, a lot of new business. Uh, how do you, I mean, this just, we've seen it explode in this area, haven't we? Yeah, it, it really has. And that's where, you know, they were talking about earlier opening up a gym during COVID. That's, you know, when they stepped up because we were all sitting at home baking cookies and, and sitting at our kitchen table and you, you ate at one end of the kitchen table and the other side was your office. And um, that's whenever really OEC Fiber, you know, I don't want to say took advantage of the situation because it was an unfortunate one, but, but the need was there so greatly. And whether it was a business or a home, we've all heard the stories about kids and in McDonald's parking lots and all that stuff trying to do homework. And the, the challenges were there, and that's whenever we really stepped up. And, and um, you know, we were we were selling the 1,000, 1,200 homes a month and businesses. And I remember talking to Patrick Grace, our CEO of OEC, and I said, how are, you know, how, do we, how are we doing this? I, you know, it was so, so mind-numbing to me. And he said, you know, we just we know how to face dangerous situations. 
and we know how to do it safely. And when you when you have a, a parent company like OEC that has some phenomenal guys that work out there to keep the lights on 24-7 and the people in the office that do that, it, it's pretty easy to follow suit. And then the demand was there. And hopefully, you know, the folks in you know Scott and, and uh, you know, they're at Solid Rock, but they don't have to worry about their internet connection. They mm-hmm. can come in and do what they need to do and turn on turn on their lights and turn on all the technology they've got and the tracking devices and the TV showing you how to how to curl and do some squats <laughs> and leg wrestle and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we're here for. We, we built it on, um, on that foundation of safe and reliable. And, um, and, and it, and it just shows, right? I think it just shows. And I think that's, uh, that's what we're here to do. And that's our mission. And that's my goal in life. Scott, Casey, I mean, maybe you guys could go a little bit more in depth as to how that's helped you. Cause there is a lot that goes into uh, a business like that. How, how has OEC fiber kind of helped you guys out? Well, I mean, when we first took over, uh, we didn't have the choice. Uh, uh, previous owner had uh, selected AT&T, and we were like, <laughs> from the very beginning, there was a lot of drops. And, and when we have music playing or uh, our iPad check-in or our computer for uh, any kind of back-end stuff, it, it just was always failing. And uh, and I'm like looking around, and, and I talked to, to Nick and Alicia and Casey, and I'm like, we got to do something. And uh, knowing OEC and, and growing up here in Norman, uh, wanted to be a really good partner uh, with them and it, it was just a perfect fit they came in were easy to work with and we haven't had any knock on wood any issues uh since we made the switch over to them uh well over a year ago yeah, and, and you've it, been here for a few camps can you imagine doing this workout with no music no mic no I our can't. workouts are hard yeah, we need no. to be motivated with I our mean, trainers and with our music who's, who's your trainer that's out there <laughs> her now? name's ashley armstrong ashley make like i'm scared like she'll walk over here every now <laughs> she's and she's the and sweetest and person ever but she will kick your butt yeah yeah I, she'll walk over here david and she'll kind of look i'm like i'm just doing radio <laughs> i'm not trying to get out of anything right now uh but hey listen I, I want you guys to talk about what's coming up here at, at burn in just a second but let's go around the horn on the game all right so david you mentioned it big weekend in college football Big weekend for the Sooners. What do you expect Saturday against UCF? I think I think what we need to see from OU is just a built-upon consistency of what they've done so far this year, right? We don't need them to go out and hang 70 or anything like that. It's just get out of it healthy, you know, get a get a good solid game plan, build upon, you know, last week, you know, two weeks ago, build on this week and next week. I still think they're going to win 87 to 2, but no, I'm teasing. I think it's like <laughs> I think it's like 42-17 would be good. Are, are you guys going to get to make it Saturday? Yeah, we're going to uh, be able to make uh, about half of it. Our good. oldest is at uh, UCO, and they're playing at Northeastern at 6 o'clock. So we're going to cut out oh, at halftime, awesome. and hopefully the game's well in hand by the time we leave. Yeah. Uh, so my prediction is uh, is we will definitely continue to cover that streak, and uh, we win 45-10. Ooh, I like that. Now, that will be a number that will make everyone happy. Casey, are you in the prediction business? Or? Sure I'm not, but I do like OU. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Hey, tell people how they can get involved in Burn Boot Camp. What's the best way to sign up for a class? I mean, this is uh, – this is awesome. I mean, you guys uh, started early in the morning, and you'll go into the early afternoon as well with child care here, too. Yeah, yeah. So we offer free child watch at every camp except for our two earliest, which is 5 and 6 a.m., so don't bring your kids that early, please. <laughs> um, but the best way is you can follow us on our social media accounts, um, both Instagram and Facebook. We have a free burn boot camp app, and we always offer a seven-day free trial, so you can come in here try a free seven days. It's always different, so we offer usually three conditioning, three strength days per week. 
Um, and it's just always a little bit different. It's high intensity. It's tough. It's a lot of fun. It's community-based. Um, so, yeah, we'd love everybody to come in and try. And it's not just for women. I think a lot of people think that it's for women. We've got a lot of guys in here, and you don't need 125-pound dumbbells for us to kick your butt, I promise. <laughs> are, are you sure, David? I could encourage you maybe in a 75-pound dumbbell here hey, to get you, you know, out to work you know, out. You know where I'm going with this, right? Girls get the girls. Yeah. <laughs> Curls get the girls. I love it. But uh, so all you have to do is search Burn Boot Camp in the App Store and it'll pop up. Yes. Yep. Beautiful. Our, uh, let's see. They get the website you can search here our too. Location. We have both um, Norman and South OKC locations locally. So if you're closer to the more South Oklahoma City location, we We'd got love you, there to have too. you there. Yep. Burnbootcamp.com. Let's talk about what's important here, David. What I learned yeah. from Scott and Casey, a kid in college and a kindergartner. Yeah. Now I get a lot of grief because I have a, an 18 year old and a fourth grader so that means she's he's he's not 18 anymore my gosh he's 20 what in the world is going on all right so i got a 20 year old (laughs) and a nine year old uh that's an interesting you think you're out of the game and then boom you're dragged back in right sure (laughs) (laughs) it's been great though we've got two in between as well so okay okay that makes it better yeah we have 18 15 12 6 okay 18 15 12 6 what's casey what's the difference between your kiddos six years I went five years between all my kids. Yeah. It's like you think you're out. It's like, all right, I'm out. of like, no, nope, I got to go buy diapers yeah. again. But it's fun. It is I fun. was blown away. Look look at them. Do they look like they should have a kid in college? <laughs> they look so young. It's amazing. <laughs> David, if you were here, you would know it. They look so young. Well, hey, uh, David, a final thought before we get out of here. For people that want more information about OEC Fiber, I get questions every time you come on about regions, areas. How can people get more information about where OEC Fiber is available and how they can get it? Yeah, the best thing to do is just uh, go to OECFiber.com. We've got an interactive website. You can put in an address, and you can search that way. Or you can get on social media and find any of your friends, the 37,000-plus uh, the subscribers that we have that have it. Or you can go to Burn Boot Camp and ask them. Or you can go to the other 1,700 businesses that we have. And uh, I will say this, is that you know what I love about what I love about what they're doing over there at Burn, the shop and everything, is that you know, it's local. It's local people, people you know that are part of the community. And that's, um, you know, before we came on, I heard the, the commercial for Wade Electric. And Jamie Wade is Brett Wade's wife, and she works for us. And we are local, right? We are here. That if, that if Burn, you know, if they had a problem, Scott knows he can reach out to me, and I will call the dogs like I did the other day with Tyler LaRue to get him fixed <laughs> up. And being local, that, that's something that's different, right? And we work yeah. with you just like they do at Burn Boot Camp. And um, if they can get the 125 to the 150s, maybe I'll come over and show them how it's done. I don't know. Um, <laughs> squats, maybe some squats and, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's real easy to find us. And uh, we're, we're, we're everywhere all the time. And you can swing by OEC here on 24th Avenue where we're building our new building to house all this fiber people and stuff. Awesome stuff. Thanks, David. Have a good week. Uh, Scott, Casey, thank you guys so you much. You bet. Thank Thanks you. We'll see you over the stadium tomorrow. <laughs> All right, we got a break. When we come back, we'll put a wrap on hour two next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into The Ref. We are on the road today on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Thanks to uh, David Goodspeed for making these possible. Uh, and great job by Scott and Casey Christian. This is a really cool location. A reminder, tomorrow our pregame coverage starts at 7 a.m. Josh, there was one more thing I wanted to get to from – Miguel Chavis on Coach's Corner this week. Actually, two more. I think we'll have time for both of them. First, the change that we've seen 
in Ethan Downs, right? Uh, and I think were we talking about this yesterday? You are looking at an off a defense that had five edge rushers in the rotation. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday. Um, and Ethan Downs is probably the guy that you thought would end up having, you know, those reps minimized, like we've seen with Reggie Grimes. But Ethan Downs has stepped up, and he's I think he's been really good in big moments. Now, do do you need to see more consistency? Absolutely. But here is Miguel Chavis talking about what he's seen in the development of Ethan Downs. I, I think mindset, you know, I think realizing who he is. You know, he was he played sparingly as a true freshman with a second-team all uh, Big 12 defensive player. And First of all, I just want to say something. That scared the hell out of me. I don't know if it did you too, but that scared me to death. All right, anyway, back to what he was saying. Um, I just look at him. I'm like, dude, you're like Thor. <laughs> you look like, you know, like you're just like, do you know who you are? And the thing that I'm the most proud of him for, because, man, he, he, you know, we recruited some guys and, and got some guys in from the portal and signed a, a really, really good freshman and out of Puju, out of Bowery Ray. And this dude was competing. I mean, that's what I love about Ethan Downs. I can talk about all the stuff off the field that's amazing that a lot of our fans know about. But on the field, this dude has competed. And, you know, when your back's against the wall and the temperature goes up and the pressure gets laid on, who are you going to be? And um, in his mindset, you see the black eye paint there. You know, you, you watch the tape. And uh, there there is and or was and will always be a natural bad intentions between rivalries. This kid has been playing great all year. This kid has had physical hands and low power level. He had the first sack of the year uh, for the defensive end group. We got a lot of good players. He had the first sack of the year, the defensive end group. Man, he's, he's won defensive lineman of the game, several are entrenching award. This guy's mindset is different now. And it's, it's good to see um, him be highlighted, but that's not who Ethan is. Man, Ethan's all about team. Ethan has a long way to go to get better, and I talk to my guys all the time about what they need to do to improve, and he knows that. Obviously, Josh, there's still a there's still consistency that's wanted, right? But in that same kind of mindset, the same way of thinking, he's really ended up being a difference maker. I mean, he really has. And we're not having to reach, and we're not having to to get to guess or overinflate someone. But I, I don't want to say he's been the biggest surprise on the team this year, right? I, I think there's other names that might be, you know, able to maybe even Dylan Gabriel is that. But I think he's in the candidate for that conversation, right? I don't think you say breakout player, but I think with what he has become, it's been a pleasant surprise. And especially if we see what we saw versus Texas the rest of the way or something close to it, right? He was incredibly impactful in the Texas game. So if that trajectory continues, then, yeah, he's going to be right there for breakout guy this season. Still some work to do. Still some work to do. Now, I don't think we'll have time, but I want to get as much as we can here with him. Miguel Chavis talking about Rondell Bothroyd. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a seasoned vet that – um, wants to get better as well. He's, he's the uncle of the room. They call, I forgot they call him Unk or Pops or something. Uh, but, man, he is so savvy. You know, he, he, he had that game right there in Texas. 
it was amazing. That's a huge play here versus the Jet. They tried to divide the defense here, uh, have the, the O-line zone left and arc right, and just he understands ball. You know, he's going to make that play. Sometimes he's supposed to sit there, but he made a really, really good play. He's going to get off blocks. Uh, he actually did a great job rushing a passer. He's got a you got to finish on a couple more of those that he needs to know about, that he knows about. But he made a move. He, all right, there's sacks, but are you making the quarterback move out the pocket? Um, and then you have to watch the game and go, all right, when, when I'm watching the game, was that quarterback comfortable? You know, and then was he hit and was he sacked? Did, did he have – was he knocked off his bearings, if you will? And uh, just proud of Rondell, you know, really thankful for him believing in, in me, Coach V, Oklahoma – and love the leadership that he's been able to give since he's gotten here. All right, so there you go. A little bit on the edge, guys, who will be key in helping to maintain that run game, force things back inside because UCF has the kind of burners that whenever they get outside, look out. They can be a problem. I think that's two key guys come Saturday for Oklahoma's success against UCF when they're in there. Rondell Bothroyd and Ethan Downs. All right, when we come back, top five stories of the day as we count down to OU-UCF on the ref.